girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to just gooey things I had to put that background music because this is the quarantine spooky story special episode 69 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is how bored we are in quarantine. That I'm True. going, I'm reverting back so to bored. my sixth grade ways of laughing at words like boobies and 69. Do we all like remember the first time we heard a teacher say the word penis in like a biology class or health oh, ed class? Absolutely. Oh my God. I thought the world was crashing down around me. Oh, my God. Oh, the height of comedy. The absolute height of comedy. Oh, literally. Oh, it was, it was, it was prime. Prime humor. Yeah. And I remember, but I do remember if, oh if uh, the health, if I, if I have to say anything about the uh, sex ed or um, just, just health education system, public school system uh, of America, is that I learned in, like, fifth grade that vagina was pronounced vagina and not vagina. For the longest That's time, how you I learned that. Yeah, I thought the whole time it was called vagina. <laughs> and then for some reason, I would mix. I think because I, I mixed up China and Beijing. I don't know why <laughs> I made the two, but together they were vagina. And then I just thought vagina. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So uh, the more you know, kids. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, enough uh, sexual stuff. That's enough for uh, episode sixty-nine. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I'm Rebecca. I'm Lily. And this Quarantine Spooky Story special is all about reading you scary story encounters. So lately, uh, the past 68 episodes, Lily and I have been mostly just reading from what we find online. But this episode is going to be a little different because we have had some of our amazing boothings submit their scary story encounters to us. As well as some dreams that we've requested that you've had. Uh, during the quarantine so we're gonna read a couple of those to you today as well so buckle up folks start rapping all right lily what's your first scary story encounter all right my first one is called weird shadow occurrence in my family home let me start this out with i've had numerous occurrences happen to me over the years my family is sensitive on my dad's side but it all started when i changed rooms at age 11 a background to the house, it was supposedly built over an area where stagecoaches would come and go in the 1800s. We inherited the house from my stepdad's grandma after she passed, not in the house. But his granddad did pass there. He was known to be a very angry man while he was alive. Back to the story. I moved into the room that my step-granddad's brother had made as an addition to the house in the late 60s, early 70s. My parents used to have that room, but they renovated another room, so then I took the room. They never had any occurrences. I don't know when it started, but I began to have sleep paralysis and always awake saying the, saying the Lord's Prayer. Always in my mind, because during the paralysis or dream, I could never speak or move. It was horrifying. It happened so much, it became normal to me. My parents knew I hated the room, but, of course, never believed the vibes I always felt while in there. Once, I awoke to a bright blue light at the foot of my bed. It scared the shit out of me, and I covered my head and went back to sleep while sweating bullets. 
This always led up to me sleeping in the living room and my lifelong use of leaving my lamp on or nightlights. But it didn't seem to help most occasions. One night in particular, I was at the house by myself. I walked into my room and the door was half cracked open. My bed behind me and my old tube TV in front of me. I I see a figure, tall and dark, somewhat hunched in my TV screen, um, the reflection. And my door whooshes open and then nothing. Let's just say I grabbed my keys and left to stay with my boyfriend at the time. Scared the shit out of me. I told the story numerous times and the weird vibes I had in my whole family always said I was crazy or I had drank too much, etc., etc. It still drives me nuts to have no one believe me. But once I moved out of the house, no more sleep paralysis has occurred and no more sightings. So I know it had to be linked to my childhood home. Anyways, sorry for the rambling. It just feels so good to get that off my chest. The end. Oh. And that sucks when you're the only one experiencing something like this, so you don't even have someone to really confide in when the rest of your family's thinking you're fucking nuts. Exactly. That's another case of, like, if someone else had experienced it, it's equally comforting and discomforting. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, I'm... I just realized that Mike had put in clothes in the wash, which is right next to me. So don't mind if you hear running water, guys. That's just... um, (laughs) Mike forgetting that we record this time every single day and putting stuff in the wash. (laughs) Oh, my. Classic Mike. Mike moves. Just Mike things. Just Mike things. Let's see. I will do... Okay, so I will do, starting off, uh, one of our Boo Things encounter stories. So this wasn't her specific encounter story, but this was actually uh, something that her great-grandmother went through. And this is titled, Great Grandma... kept getting rid of the wrong things and this is from melinda so shout out melinda thanks for the story uh so this is uh this starts off hey boo things so it just dawned on me that i haven't ever sent y'all my great grandma's paranormal stories she was a true southern housewife and therefore didn't put up with any bullshit (laughs) i was told the story as a warning to never associate with a ouija board if you're wondering i never have so here's the story My great-grandpa had a day job as a chemist and flipped houses during his free time. As stated previous, my great-grandma was a stay-at-home wife. They had just sold their house and were moving into their next fixer-upper. When they sell, they usually usually sell the furniture with it because my great-grandma loved to shop at estate sales. She quickly accumulated a lot of things. With their new house pretty much bare on the inside, my great-grandma went to a local estate sale of a ranch-style house that had been abandoned. She got a bunch of things from this estate sale, but one thing in particular that called out for her. It was a beautifully crafted wooden table with a drop-down leaf on both sides to make it bigger or smaller. When she brought it home, my great-grandpa put it in the kitchen, saying it'd be perfect as a makeshift kitchen island slash breakfast table. Three nights later, they wake up to the sounds of someone rummaging through the drawers in the kitchen. My great-grandpa, the southern gentleman he was, immediately got his shotgun and went down to, quote-unquote, set the fucker straight. My great-grandma's words, not mine. Oh, my God. (laughs) He went back to bed saying there wasn't anyone there and that it must have heard him coming and ran. After that night, everything went to shit in their little fixer-upper house. They decided to sell the house as is, without a profit, and move on to the next because they figured it was the house. Since it wasn't a finished house, they all took the furniture with them to use in decorating the next house. Sadly, it ended up not being the house. 
they started experiencing things happening in the kitchen at their new fixer-upper. This time, it was much more malevolent. My great-grandma said they would wake up in the morning, walk down to the kitchen, and see all the dishes on the ground and all the cabinet doors wide open. She really didn't want anything to happen to the beautiful table she found, so she moved it out of the kitchen and into the main living room. This is when they figured out it was the table. After moving the table to the living room, they would wake up to sounds of books being thrown off the bookshelves, side tables being pushed over, and pictures being dropped from the walls. With that, my great-grandpa decided to take the table out of the house and put it in the barn on the edge of their property. Things immediately stopped happening in the house, but started happening in the barn. My great-grandma went out to the barn one morning to get a closer look at this beautiful table. She decided she would take it apart and burn every piece, even though it was such a beautiful piece of art. This is how she discovered that underside of the table had a hand-drawn Ouija board. It spanned both across the leaves of the table. She immediately took apart the table and buried it in the woods back behind the property. She called her local church and asked them to come out and bless the property as well. To this day, that property hasn't been able to keep an owner for more than a year. They kept tabs on it, and my grandpa kept tabs on it after my great-grandpa passed. Crazy, I know, but she swears it's the truth. I have never doubted it, and I have never associated with the Ouija board. Hope you like the story, and see y'all on the other side. Melinda. Wow. That's mm-hmm. spooky kooky ooky. Especially because, like, I've heard of haunted dolls, haunted jewelry. I've never heard of a haunted table. A haunted table. But there's a reason that there was a haunted table, because there was a fucking Ouija, Ouija board. board attached to it. That's that- crazy. Honestly, like... Imagine, I just can't, I can't even imagine that, getting that. The thing is that, like, who decides that's a good idea? I'm sorry. I really, I don't. And on a beautiful table, too. Exactly. What a what a way to ruin a table. It's like when, my, when I got my tattoos, my grandma was like, you have such a beautiful, you know, you're such a beautiful young lady. Why would you ruin your body with tattoos? That's how I feel about this table and a Ouija board. But you know what, Lily? In 80 years, you're, well, you know, 80 years, I'll say, you know, I'll say even 50 years, 60 years when you're 80 years old, you're going to look fucking fire with those bomb ass tattoos all True. over yourself. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, how do you think you're going to feel when you look 80? It's like, fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. That's how I'm going to look. I mean, I don't have any tattoos. I absolutely love tattoos, though. I love the concept Mm -hmm. of them. I would love... It's funny. I don't have any tattoos, but if I were to get a tattoo, I feel like I'd be the type that I would, like, want a whole sleeve. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, I can't right now. But um, eventually, like, I, I love tattoos. I think they're beautiful pieces of artwork. Um, do you ever have people like go up to you and like, what's the meaning behind that tattoo? Like, did you like, or, yeah. is there just no reason you just got it just put on your body? Like, do you get like questions like that? I do. I get it mostly for my foot tattoo because you can't see the one that's like kind of on my ribs most of the time because it's obviously covered by clothes. But a lot of people are like, wow, that elephant on your foot, what does it mean? And I'm like, oh, like it's for good luck, blah, blah, blah. And I had this one... <laughs> This one old coworker who used to tease me, he'd be like, hey, Lily, does your foot hurt? And I'd be like, why? And he'd be like, because there's an elephant standing on it. <laughs> That's such a dad joke. I know. I'd be like, Juan, go home. <laughs> oh, Juan. And every time he'd be like, oh, watch out, Lil. I'd be like, what? Why? And he'd be like, there's an elephant on your foot. <laughs> Oh, all right, Lily. What's your next story? Okay, 
my next story is called, let me scroll, Spirit Texting My Mom Through My Grandma's Phone. So this is a weird story, and I'm trying to make any sense of it. Last night, my mom wakes up around 4.30 a.m. because she hears mice in her ceiling, and since she's away, she looks at her phone and realizes her mom, my nanny, texted her at 12.22 a.m., the feeble table is a fable. Ooh, spooky My mom is immediately weirded out by this because my nanny never texts short things without an explanation. And frankly, that text makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> the feeble table is a fable. I love it. The feeble table is a fable. Okay. She texts back asking what's going on and sends quite a few texts in. That time... Oh, and since quite a few texts, I guess that period isn't supposed to be there. Since quite a few texts in that time, but she doesn't respond. My mom woke up my dad and explained it to him, and he was also weirded out, of course. So after calling her 10 times with no response, my mom sends my dad to her apartment to check on her. It's about a 10-minute drive and almost 5 a.m. My mom was thinking two scenarios. Either my nanny sent it because she is suddenly very sick, or someone is in her apartment and sent it for her. My dad arrives to her apartment and my nanny wakes up and is very much okay she went to bed in her room with the door closed at 11 p.m she says and left her phone in the living room after talking to my mom about it she swears she never had her phone and has no idea how that text sent my nanny is all right and even thinks the whole situation is kind of funny our family is familiar with witchcraft and being sensitive to seeing the spirit world so this isn't super out of the ordinary unfortunately However, my mom is extremely freaked out and doesn't feel comfortable with my nanny living in that apartment anymore. (laughs) Furthermore, this comes the same night we found out a new tenant who was supposed to move into the apartment above her yesterday left quickly with all of his things and told the landlord he is never coming back. In his apartment was just cedar bows everywhere to rid the evil spirits. Um, He had a new job here as a counselor on on a native reserve who knows where he'll go now? He just didn't want to be in that building. Ooh. Multitudes of other creepy things have happened in that building, and my nanny has seemed to become comfortable with them, with them, despite all the signs of spirits who do not seem friendly. To add to this, at exactly 12.22 a.m., I was laying in bed staring at my alarm clock when I heard a single loud knock on my window. I was spooked but told myself it was probably just a bird for the sake of giving myself anxiety. Whether this has to do with my nanny and her situation 10 minutes away, I don't know. Just thought the times aligning were very odd. So at the same time that the mom got the weird feeble table is a fable text, um, the person who wrote this got a knock on their window. (laughs) That's so weird. That's really weird. I mean, yeah, it could have been that. It could have been an acorn could have been a squirrel. Who knows? But, okay, so, like, I looked up... So, you said it was the feeble table is a fable? Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up, and, like, there's not even, like... That's not even a common phrase, or... There's nothing... Yeah, the only question that kind of seems... Or the only thing online that kind of seems to connect to that possible saying... It says, what's the difference between the words feeble and fable? And Feeble's Week and Fable's a short story generally having animal characters and with a moral. So, like, I don't know if that's just code for something else that is connected to the spirit that's there. The Feeble Table is a fable. Huh. 
maybe is saying that there is no such thing as a weak table. The feeble table has a Ouija board on it. (laughs) They're warning us about the Ouija board table. (laughs) Melinda, tell your grandparents. Tell them to stay away from their phones at 1222 a.m. Oh, that is that is weird, though. And the and this was a text message that was sent. Yeah. Yeah, my and the grandma says she didn't send it. I was going to say, my granny doesn't even know how to text. So, like, <laughs> that one, yeah, that's just weird. Yeah. And it was in the other room, so it's not even like she could have, like, butt-dialed it there, butt-texted that. Yeah, right? Exactly. Huh. So, that's spooky-kooky-ooky. There's definitely and it's some not like it was, like, there. random characters or letters. Yeah. You know, like, as if... Because I know sometimes I accidentally... I'll, like, have my phone in my hand or, like, I tuck my phone because I'm usually in leggings and I don't have pockets. Uh-huh. So I'll, like, tuck my phone into the waistband of my pants and yeah. my hip will we'll just put random letters into a text message. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. So it's not like any of that happened. This is a completely, like, coherent message. Have you ever sent a text message in the middle of the night and then you wake up and you're like, I don't even remember sending this text message? Yes. I have done that, and it is so scary. Because it's mm-hmm. like, that, like, you clearly were awake at some point, or, like, semi-conscious. But you were able to get your phone, open your phone, and be able to respond. And it, it makes sense with the text messages that may have been going on beforehand. But I'm like, how the fuck? I don't even remember doing this. I don't remember picking up my phone. How did I have a mm-hmm. clear conversation with somebody in the middle of the night that I don't even remember having? But I clearly texted this to this person because the conversation makes sense. It's weird. It's like, so, it's so bad how we've become so attached so to our phones that way. Yeah. So bad. How, how it becomes just like second nature to you. Uh-huh. I sound like my parents. Yeah. It's all because that phone. <laughs> Blame it on the phone. Okay. My next story is titled Eerie Outdoor Ed Cabin Experience. This story is a short one, but interesting. When I was in fifth grade, it was a school tradition for the class to go to it in, to outdoor ed. For edu- for people who don't know what this is, it's a program for kids to spend a week with their classmates in the forest learning about nature. We all were put in groups with one leader from our local high school. Each group has its own small cabin to sleep in. The cabin was creepy and very old. The whole camp was old. The cabin was narrow with bunk beds going down on each side. I had a bad cough that week and had a hard time staying asleep. One of the nights, I woke up around 3 a.m. and couldn't fall back asleep. I remember peering out of my bunk at the other girls sleeping. I had a weird feeling I cannot explain. I looked towards the end of the room and see a white figure that looks like a younger girl. She was translucent, and it looked like she was wearing a dress. Huh, Lottie fucking da. (laughs) I was in pure shock because this was my first time ever seeing a spirit. The figure turned to the nearest bunk and was looking at the girl sleeping. This figure was going bunk by bunk, looking at the kids sleeping. I wouldn't say I was scared of this figure. I was more shocked in trying to determine if I was just seeing things. It was just super creepy. Best believe, before she got to my bunk, I hid under my sleeping bag. Being that I was so young, this memory is now making more sense to me. I can still remember this experience vividly. Nothing negative happened and uh, after, and I just, just felt really creeped out. Has anyone ever experienced something when at Outdoor Ed? The one I was at was in Santa Cruz, California. The end. 
Okay, so there are two scary things. One of those is ghosts, and the other one is people watching me sleep. So a ghost watching me sleep? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, is that this just seems like a little girl that maybe died in the woods, and now she's seeing all these kids that are around her age, and she's like, I just want to play. Like, I just, I, I want someone to notice me. Or making sure they're okay, too, and not dead. Or that, too. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't even realize she's dead. And she's like, why is no one paying attention to me? Hello, I'm here. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because usually when you die at that young age, I mean, it's it's usually something that's maybe not expected or, you know, no one, sh- no one should die at a young age. So maybe they don't even realize that they've passed on. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to find anyone that remotely looks like them or looks to be their age that they could be like, hey, I'm here. Can someone, like, tell me what's going on? Why no one's paying attention to me? And it didn't seem like this person was scared at all. Just curious and like, what the hell? Like, why is this girl that's translucent and white in a dress just looking at my friend sleeping? Yeah. Weird. That's, yeah. I I give major props to the person who wrote this for not freaking out. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I think it could be like, normally if you, we could say, oh, I'd shit my pants or like, oh, I'd be so scared. But maybe the spirits are able to influence our emotions during that time. True. And, and you hear you hear about people suddenly getting, like, good, calm vibes. So maybe yeah. it was one of those cases. Exactly. Yeah. Good it'd point. Be, it'd be good one thing point. if it was, like, a creepy old man. But, like, it was just, like, a kid their age. So, you know. It's just like, kind okay. of wandering around checking in. Yeah. You're right. All right, Lily. What's your next story? All right. My next story is called, I see my dad at night, but it's not him. I want to preface this by saying my father is still alive and very well. He is in his late 40s while I'm in my late 20s. He and my mother got together when they were young. He's a great dad, couldn't ask for better. We have a good relationship. He's an artist and has always encouraged me to pursue my career as a writer. This is where the weirdness starts. Ever since I was very little, I would see my dad at night. He wouldn't be doing anything particularly interesting, just a silhouette leaning casually against my doorframe or sitting in the chair in my room. My dad is very tall and has long hair. He's an artist, remember? (laughs) That's funny. Um, The hair frames his face in a very recognizable way, so even though I don't see any details, it's very clearly my father. I'm never frightened when this happens. The energy or vibe is always parental and never threatening or ominous in any way. Oh, just like we were just saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I see him, I ask him what he's doing up or if he needs something. He never answers and will disappear when I blink or look away. I've brought these encounters up to my parents a few times. My dad is always surprised but never concerned when I tell him they happen. He's an interesting man. He's always listening to philosophical teachings on tape and has some interest in more esoteric, outlandish communication theory. He says he doesn't go into my room at night, and he has no history of sleepwalking, and I believe him. He doesn't know what to think about his nocturnal doppelganger. I would have I would have these visitations once or twice a year and didn't really think anything of it. I figured maybe it was some mild sleep paralysis or latent dreaming, latent? L-A-T-E-N-T, dreaming or something. I moved out recently. I graduated college and shacked up with my girlfriend. 
I still have a great relationship with my family and try to visit as often as I can. My mother, my brother, sorry, moved into my room for the extra space and the same thing started happening to my brother. He knows nothing about my experiences because I never talked about it with him and neither have my parents. My mother called me the other day and told me that my brother started seeing my father in his room at night. She didn't have to ask him who it was. He said it was dad completely uninfluenced by anybody. He also reported no sense of malevolence or anything, just the same as me. My mom is a former microbiologist. My father is an artist specializing in sculpture, and I'm a professional copywriter for PR agencies and magazines. My brother is entering high school and is already displaying an interest in math and science. We are a very logical family with both real spiritual and religious traditions. I, and I don't believe in ghosts and neither does the rest of my family. Anybody got an idea of what's happening here? The end. Doppelganger. Oh, 1,000%. Definitely a doppelganger situation. Oopla Oh, absolutely. No, okay. All right, I really need to watch that show on HBO that my dad was talking about. I think it's called, like, The Outsiders. I talked about it a few episodes ago, about mm-hmm. how my dad was saying that, like, it's a really good doppelganger kind of story. So, okay, that just reminded me I got to check that show out. Oh, okay. I'm, like, rubbing my eyes because it's insane. I'm looking at myself through the webcam, and... Mm-hmm. Quarantine has just allowed the bags under my eyes to get absolutely <laughs> astronomical. So bad. I'm like massaging my eye. Under yeah, my I know eye. my under eye bags are like so bad. Yeah, it's like I, I seriously I seriously swear it's my Italian genetics because they are serious. I've always had yeah. them too. No matter how much sleep I get, I always have these dark circles under my eyes. Mm-hmm. Relatable. Ugh, okay, my next story is. My mom saw a lady in a white dress. And this I'm is... I'm shocked. <laughs> and this is from our boothang, Ashlyn. Oh, Ashlyn. Oh, yeah, she told me about this. Mm-hmm. She told me she, her mom had a lady in white dress story. Yeah. So, and her mom follows us on uh, Instagram. So, shout out. I think I think her mom's name's pronounced Jana. J-A-N-A. I hope Jana. Jana. I hope to God I'm someone getting it right, or that is your mom's first name, or that's super embarrassing. Um, but we love you, mom. Okay, uh, so this is the story. So my mom told me this story when we were listening to the podcast, and I had to, I had to have her retell it so I could email it to my favorite boo things. I was in first or second. So this is the mom saying this. I was okay. in first or second, and we lived in a creepy house in Pocatello, Idaho. My older brothers and I would sometimes sleep in the same room because I was scared and I would sleep in the middle. I woke up in the middle of the night because I had to use the bathroom, and I see my mom standing in the doorway in a white nightgown with a white shower cap on. I said, Mom, what are you doing? No answer. Mom? Mom? Still no answer. I wake up one of my brothers and tell him I have to use the bathroom, but Mom is in the door and won't let me. He sits up in bed, looks at the door, and I realize he looks terrified. He hurried and looked back at me and said, Jaina, that's not mom. We both looked back at the doorway and she was gone. That's a night I will never forget and I could still see her very vividly in my head. Oh, God. If I had a sibling that turned around to me and said, uh, that's not mom. Uh, that house is getting burned down that 
very moment he puts a period at the end of that statement, okay? Yeah. No. Probably same for me. If, if I saw my mom in, like, a white nightgown with, like, a shower cap or, like, some shit like that, and I was like, hey, mom, like, what are you doing? And my brother went, yeah, that's not mom. I'd, I'd bolt the fuck out of the house, honestly. <laughs> the first time I read this email, I literally had chills. I literally mm-hmm. had chills on it because I was like, what the hell? That is so <laughs> traumatic. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Lily, what is your next story? Oh, thanks again, Ashlyn, for the story. You always have awesome stories to tell. Okay, this is called, I keep hearing a piano playing at 3 a.m., and I don't know why. This all started about three weeks ago. I was on my phone scrolling through Facebook late at night. I'm a night owl and practically need no sleep. When I heard the sound of a piano, it was quiet, but enough for me to hear it. Just one tap of a key, then again, the same low note. This went on for a while before I decided to count the time in between, and it was exactly eight seconds each time. I have also noticed the recurring pattern of the piano starting at 2.30 and ending at around 3.30, so pretty much a full hour, which is very specific and creeps me out even more as 3 a.m. is known as the witching hour. I live alone, and the digital piano I have is cheap and can't be heard from upstairs, even on the loudest setting because of the layout of my house. This is continuously happening to me every night, and it's getting louder as the weeks pass. I have went downstairs and checked my piano multiple times when the sound has stopped, including the morning after, and it's always turned off by the wall, so it makes no sense. The little amount of sleep I do get is slowly decreasing because I'm up all night terrified. I'm considering going to check out where the noise is coming from when the sound occurs next time, and if it is the piano, I don't think I have the guts. <laughs> Apart from the piano scenario, I have noticed a negative end in the house recently, but especially in the room the piano is located. I rarely go in there as it's a spare room, but it's always freezing cold, and I get an unsettling feeling of being watched. I've had no problems like this before purchasing the piano, and although my house is old, it's never seemed haunted. I have had a handful of experiences with past ancestors, and they have always been positive. I really hope I haven't welcomed an evil spirit into my home, as it's an inherited family home dating back to the 1800s. I'm exhausted. I live alone with two dogs and a cat who are obviously not capable of turning the piano on by the wall and then playing the same note repeatedly. My dogs usually come into my room around the hour when the piano plays and have been cautious of going into the room with the piano even during the day. Should I just get rid of it? I only recently bought it, and about a month later, this whole scenario started. Maybe something has attached itself to the piano, seen as it was a secondhand purchase. Any ideas on what could be causing this or effective ways to clear the house from any negative spirits only? I have a gut feeling that the spirit slash entity has bad or possibly evil intentions based off of the energy in the house. I honestly am desperate for advice, and if anyone could share any knowledge they have on a certain spirit who likes pianos or music, it would be greatly appreciated. The end. Yeah. Definitely seems like it's a haunted object. Mm-hmm. Definitely a haunted piano. Um... You know, it'd be interesting I, when you were talking about this and how they only play a specific note. It'd be interesting if you could find out what note it was playing and say if it's like playing like a C. Maybe the mm-hmm. spirit's name starts with the letter C or something. 
and Ooh, is like trying to that communicate would be cool. that way. Yeah. Um, but I would say sage, salt, maybe like whatever you practice religiously. If you practice anything religiously, some sort of prayer mm-hmm. to like cleanse. But if it continues, because it clearly, I mean, it's too coincidental for these ex- these paranormal experiences to be happening when this piano comes in and they're negative experiences, they're negative vibes. Uh, so it's clearly not the ancestors of the house. Um, I would say if it doesn't stop, chuck that piano, go to yeah. guitar center, go somewhere else and get yourself a keyboard for like a couple hundred bucks. Cause, uh, yeah, definitely. It'll be worth it. Uh, definitely worth it. What is your advice on it? My advice is just throw the whole piano away. Just don't even deal with it. Just <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm also lazy. You're like, I nobody got time to be sage and shit. Yeah, just get rid... I, I would still sage, though, now that I think about it. Like, I would get rid of the piano, sage and salt the house. If something happens, have someone, you know, of your religious choice come bless the house. Mm-hmm. You know, and that should subside. I think that's what I would do first, just because I'm so... I'm not... Okay. I don't know if the word cheap is the right word to use. I'm frugal. So if I spend okay. money on this thing, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep the item but just get rid of the ghost or spirit. Yeah, So that's fair. I think I'll try to cleanse it first. But if worse comes to worse, then I'll just chuck the whole thing. Or maybe just sell it on Let Go or Facebook Marketplace. People are buying for some reason. So maybe <laughs> someone, will, someone will maybe want to buy a haunted piano. Or maybe There's I'll probably donate someone to, out there who wants a haunted piano. Oh, for let's sure. Be honest. Or donate yeah. to if Zach Bagans. Craigslist. Oh, are you kidding me? I probably can get good money for that. Yeah. People are... <laughs> the fact people literally are willing to spend their hard-earned cash on something they know is haunted, that's... I don't know what's worse, doing that or buying a Ouija board. Yeah, right? Or making a Ouija or board. Or making a Ouija board. <sighs> okay. My next story is titled, My Dad's Ghost Encounter as a Kid. So my dad told me this story when I was a kid, and it used to really scare me at the time. So this encounter happened in Shoho, Show, what the fuck, Show Slow, Arizona, weirdest town I've ever heard, which is a really small and old mountain community in the White Mountains. When my father was around 13 years old, he was out riding one of his horses. When the sun started to set, he began heading back towards his home. He turned into a small back road to cut some time off the trip home. He explained to me that he had this overwhelming feeling that he was being followed but didn't hear or see anything or anyone. He slowly rode his horse down the trail. About halfway down the small dirt road, he began hearing noises. Noises, he said, sounded like someone running towards him. <laughs> whatever, oh God. whatever it was spooked his horse so bad and the horse ended up taking off at a full sprint with my dad still on his back. He told me that the horse. Uh, he told me as that as the horse picked up speed, the overwhelming feeling turned to sheer terror as he saw something running alongside him about ten feet off the trail in the woods. What he explained to me as some kind of evil or pure darkness at this point, he was nearing his mom's property. He said that towards the end of the trail, whatever that thing was got right next to him and the horse and appeared to be trying to mimic my father's appearance. He believes that because he was on his horse, whatever that thing was, wasn't able to mimic his shape and the horse. 
and when not successful, the shadow let out an annoyed yell and disappeared back into the woods. My dad also says that when he got home and told his mom what had happened, apparently she knew a man who was a Catholic priest who had an identical experience along the same dirt road as my father, and that he too credits his survival to the fact that the entity couldn't copy the shape of him while on the horse. Whenever my dad talks about this, he gets very emotional, so it's hard to get more details, but I truly believe him. My father is not the kind of person who would make up a story like this for attention. The end. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, um, Sholo, which is the, uh, the name of this town, is known for its Native American history. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there could, this could be a skinwalker. Ooh, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I I can see that. Yeah, that's I could definitely see it being a skinwalker. That is a creepy ass encounter. And the fact that to this day the father gets so shooken up by the experience that he gets emotional talking about it and you can't even get more details out of him because he just doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's I mean that's a terrifying I mean also like you probably feel like you you know like you don't know what's about to happen to you like you could die yeah you're just going on a trail minding your own business and the next thing you know your life flashes before your very eyes and there's and it's one of those situations too that i can only imagine maybe thinking to yourself that if i die like how am i going to be found like what will be the explanation to my death would it be that i fell off the horse and something happened or will i just disappear and no one will be able to find me True, because if this thing wants to mimic you, what if it just takes you? And then what if it just continues to live your life? Where do you go? Oh, shit. Wow, we're really digging deep here today. Yeah. Working the noggin. (laughs) All right, Lily, what's your last story? Okay, my last story is called My Weird Experience. It says, okay, I just had the weirdest experience of my life. Let me explain. So basically, I was watching a film, and then my brother walked into the room and said, dinner. Dinner wasn't ready, so I just went back to my room to put YouTube on, blah, blah, blah. And then I was chilling around on my phone when I got a call from a number with no location or anything. And then I answered it, and it was just muffled talking. I couldn't make out what they were saying, but the only word I could make out was run. So I got freaked out and went downstairs and told my mom, um, saying she and she, saying she got the same call a few days back, but the only word she could make out was go. And then literally three minutes ago, my brother got the same call, and the only word that he could make out from it was from. And then my dad got the call just now as I was writing this. I'm listening, and I'm listening, and... I'm listening, and the word we all said at the exact same time was me. So we put it all together, so we thought it was run from me, go. So now my parents are super creeped out, and we've, and now we've said we're going to try to do something about it and get sage and shit like that, so yeah. But we're also going to try to get in contact because the number that called us, we couldn't find any way. And then we're trying to find it and call it. But if we can't get a hold of the number, we're just going to get a spirit box or something like that and talk to the thing. So, yeah, just some news for you. Smiley face. (laughs) The end. 
No big deal. Just some like creepy spirit trying to communicate to my whole family through cell phone. Yeah, my whole family's being targeted by a spirit via telephone. No big deal. Smiley face. Such a such a. I, I feel like this ghost is or spirit is either like a new spirit or something because I feel like it's so technologically advanced to be doing this shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like if it was, like, a 1700s ghost, it'd be like, what's this contraption here? How do I press the buttons? What am I calling? <laughs> what's a, what does this seven do? <laughs> what's the... How do I send a tweet? What's a tweet? What <laughs> is an Instagram? Can you show me how to, uh, quote-unquote, slide into the DMs? <laughs> Yeah, but I wonder I wonder what the spirit's trying to communicate to this family. The one the thing it said was run, was it? Yeah. Run. No 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 I think that would be the only word that I need. I would just run away from wherever I was at that time. Bye. Yeah, that's really all I need to hear. And was it all the family like the family was getting it from the same exact number? I think so. So it's either a really fucked up prank by somebody that literally has nothing else to do during quarantine or it's a spirit trying to contact them. I don't know which is more disturbing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So to be fair, sometimes humans are scarier than spirits, so. Do you remember when we saw Grant Wilson speak and he said, it's not the dead, it's the living that scare me. Oh my God, yes. That was the biggest mic drop moment. And we were just like, yes. Everyone in the crowd was like, yeah him clapping so true so true okay so my last story i left for last because um i kind of want to end this episode with a request from our boothangs our listeners to send us your creepy dreams nightmares that you've had specifically during the quarantine um we've seen a lot of articles that have been released talking about how a lot of people are now getting these weird nightmares that all kind of seem to be connected like everyone's kind of having this like similar Similar night terrors or nightmares, dreams, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, that just don't make sense to what's going on. So um, we had asked you guys uh, a couple weeks ago, send us your stories. We got a couple of stories, but this one um, we got from one of our OG boothangs, Jay. So shout out to Jay. Hey, Jay. And this is titled ALIEN, and like all caps and exclamation points. I love it. So she goes, hi, ghouls. Hope you're doing okay during this crazy pandemic. I hope you're both safe. Thank you for what you guys do. Your guys' podcast is making my commute to and from work so much better. Well, thank you for listening. So, weird dream. It's been a long time since I've had this dream, or at least one that I remember after waking up. I had a dream the other day that I was walking at a store, doing my usual grocery shopping, when I see something weird and gray walking towards me. He was built like Roger from American Dad, LOL. (laughs) He had the same big, long head, three fingers, no nails. His whole body was plain dark gray. His eyes were so big it almost covered the whole top of his head, and it was diagonal. He had no nose and a very small mouth. I stopped and really stared at him, even backed away because, well, he was walking towards me and it freaked me out. He was just casually walking down the aisle. I think I was the only one that noticed him because no one else around me reacted the way I did. I'm not even sure if this alien saw me because it just kept walking. As soon as it got close to me, boom, darkness, nothing else after that. It was such a cliffhanger. I wanted to know more, but I ended up waking up. 
It was a very random and short dream, but weird nonetheless. I didn't watch or listen to any alien movie podcast video the night prior, so I'm curious as to where the dream came from. Also, does anyone else... Uh, does anyone else not remember their dream the night prior or stop having dreams, period? I used to have dreams all the time. Now I almost never have them, or at least I don't remember having them. When I do, it's usually something weird like this or something creepy. That's all. LOL, stay awesome, ladies. Jay. Oh, thanks, Jay, for the story. No, I, I've my whole life been a very vivid dreamer. Mm-hmm. Whether they're good dreams, bad dreams, night terrors, they're all very vivid. So I can definitely say that even the short dreams are terrifying sometimes. Yeah. And they can be really confusing. Mm-hmm. Like you, so I definitely like this story of the alien grocery shopping. And it just, I wonder if, if this ends up being like a recurring dream, if there's ever a point where it gets close to, this alien gets close to Jay and then something happens because it just seems like as soon as it gets it's, it gets close, then all of a sudden there's darkness and she and she wakes up. So, yeah, is there maybe is there some sort of subliminal message in that? And why an alien when she said that she didn't watch or listen to anything alien related? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was actually an alien visitation. Ooh, spooky kooky ooky. And that all aliens end up looking like Roger from American Dad. <laughs> thank you again for the story, Jay. And uh, thank you to everyone that submitted their stories. Um, keep submitting your stories. Email us at justbelievingspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll we read all of them. We go we actually also got um an email from another new listener. And this person was explaining to me, um, it, it seems to be like a cryptid, uh, possibly Bigfoot sighting Ooh. that he got on video. It, it wasn't like an actual, you don't see the, the figure, but you hear the noises because it's pitch black. He's, he's the person's camping and um, I, the, he DM'd us and uh, Oh, is this emailed, the one on Instagram? Yes. And also, yeah, yeah, but emailed those. us the video. Um, so, yeah, so we'll definitely give that a check as well, but, um, yeah, but once we, once we kind of, like, look that over and break it down, and if it's okay with him, we'll post it on our Instagram so you guys can, uh, take a crack at what you believe this was or this experience. So, uh, yeah, we all, we love, I love hearing our listener stories because it just seems so authentic and genuine that it's people that listen to us are experiencing these things that we talk about. Exactly. So and I feel like I feel like there are like like our friends. Like I feel like I know them personally. Oh, literally. Like I I feel like I talk to our boothangs more than I talk to people that I've known for like 20 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you boothangs for making that possible. We love all of you. The OGs, the new ones. Um you guys are all special and amazing and you guys are what keep us going especially during uh this time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Lily, do you have anything to uh, say before we close up? Um, don't ruin a perfectly good table by putting a Ouija board on it. I like that. All right. Let's go with the social medias, can we? Yes. We All can. right. Follow us on Instagram at... Just Bully Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. 
JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Bluey Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Bluey Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Bluey Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at just bluey things podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.